Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Oh, and welcome back to Inside Out, episode number 59. Today's episode is with the beautiful Brittany Cunningham, formerly known as on Instagram at Collab Chat. So Brittany spills the tea in this episode on all the things surrounding Reels and Instagram and running an online biz through social media. We also talk about overcoming limiting beliefs and backing yourself in the online space, finding growth in discomfort, rebranding her online business and everything that she's done with that and how to be creative in the content creation space as well as balancing biz life and mum life and all the things in between. I absolutely love chatting with Brittany and I learned so much from her on Instagram. So if you're not following her already make sure that you go and follow her account i'll put all the details in the show notes um she is a lot of fun and she's a really high energy on instagram so i really enjoy opening up my phone and knowing that i'm going to get someone that just gives off that high vibrational state um so i hope that you enjoy this episode if you do enjoy today's app please make sure that you help me help more women to hear conversations just like this one if you can take the time to share to your instagram stories send to someone you know or just leave a quick written review on the apple podcast app it would mean the absolute world to me it'll take you about 60 seconds of your life and it would really help me to support more women i hope that you enjoy today's episode Britt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am wrapped to be chatting to you, even though you're on the other side of the world. It's really nice to connect with you in person. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am really, really good. I'm excited. We'll get started. But um, I wanted to know if you could just share for the listeners that might not know of you as yet, can you share a little bit on you, just where you're from and what brought you to here? Well, my name is Brittany. <laughs> Most people call me Brit, and I'm a mum of three. I live in New Zealand, and I run an Instagram page where I teach people tips and tricks for social media, spill all the tea on reels, and um, just try and encourage people to show up authentically as themselves. Yes, you definitely do that. I love all of your reels. They're exciting. They're always on trend, and everything's just really authentic. And you can tell that it comes quite naturally to you as well. Like for me, I feel like I have to practice it 1400 million times and you don't really, (laughs) it doesn't seem like you've done that to get to that point. So you've got like a natural flair with with it, which I really like. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just taking it back a little bit, um, I'd love to get a bit of background on life before Instagram and Reels. What was your career path prior to that? And then can you also share how that transition sort of looked like moving from your pre-existing career to, to this one now, which is social media? Yeah, definitely. Well, over the last sort of 14 years, I've had a variety of different roles within the media industry, some like on-air radio roles and some more behind-the-scenes agency management type roles. And throughout that duration of being a mom, I've always had like a side hustle. Um, And a few years ago, I went full-time on my little side business. Um, And then about two years ago, I realized that that was just 
causing me all sorts of stress. I was being too many things for too many people. And so I would be doing some content creation or some photography or some, you know, videography it was, uh, or document design. You know, there was sort of, it was very general. So I wanted to niche into the one area that I was really passionate about. And at that time, it was media kits for influencers. So I started showing up uh, under my previous brand name, Collab Chat, which I've just rebranded, which I'm sure we will chat about at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and making media kits. And that was really the start of that whole journey. Um, obviously, the business has pivoted again, and now I'm focusing more on just teaching social media because I feel like that is the best way that I can help the most number of people. And it's the type of sort of work that I love to do anyway. So, yeah, it's just been an interesting kind of up and down wave of growth. But. Yeah. And speaking of those up and downs, have you had any major challenges or obstacles that you, you face that you really you feel like that you've had to overcome in this transition to the social media game and just having this one niche? Was there anything that stands out for you? Oh, I think the biggest obstacle for me was standing in my own way for mm. so long. I was just afraid, you know, I was afraid of showing up. I was afraid of what people might think. And when I was like 23 and I had two young kids, there was a very influential person in my, in my life. And she told me point blank not to do it. When I shared my, my vision with her, she said, you've missed the boat on your dreams. And that little self-limiting belief just got so ingrained that I, I believed it for a really long time. Um, so moving past that fear was probably the most difficult obstacle for me to overcome. But I realized that if you're not afraid, then you're probably not pushing yourself. You know, mm. if you're in your comfort zone, you're comfortable, but there's no growth that comes from there. So I realized you can do it and you can do it scared. So I just started showing up terrified but being quite transparent about that and I've always been very honest about the fact that I struggle a lot with self-doubt and fear and all of that sort of thing but I think being open about it has helped me kind of grow my confidence and, and connect with other people about the same issue. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. <clears throat> I'm exactly the same. I think, you know, when you meet me in person, um, you know, face-to-face, you know, -face, I'm not like I am on Instagram. It, it's funny because I do get really nervous and I am a little bit uncomfortable because I don't, I don't really sit in my power um, that authentically face-to-face, -face, like with my girlfriends and things like that. They, I had a girlfriend actually say to me recently, you're not, this isn't you. That's not you online. And I'm like, well, it is me. This is me showing up. Yeah you know, as my authentic self online, maybe I'm not myself in person. Maybe that's where I'm struggling. You don't actually know me. And like, so it's interesting to know that, you know, the limiting beliefs, it's comes in all different forms. But for me, actually face to face, I'm more limited in terms of wanting to be sit in my power and be my honest, true self, as opposed yeah. to being online, I am actually more my authentic self. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, I completely agree with it, actually. I feel like I would rather talk <laughs> to a, my audience, Yeah, honestly, because I guess when you're making the content, you're alone. So you can feel more comfortable and vulnerable. And when you're with a person, I guess you're kind of overthinking, am I oversharing? Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. Like one of my goals is to be like host an event down the track. And all I can think is I 100% want to do it and I will invite all these people online, but I do not yeah. want the person I know sitting there. 
<laughs> none of my friends can come and none of my family can come or I will freak out. Like, it's just, I don't know why I'd like that. But I also resonate with people telling you um, how you said you had that one person that was influential in your life and basically said that you couldn't do it. Something that's been quite reaffirmed to me coming up in, I suppose, this podcast industry what's going on in the field and how you bring people into a podcast is there's only one way and that's social media so you've got to obviously show up online um and show up authentically so that people so that you can get that organic growth so people can listen to my podcast um and I know all of this but it was something that's been repeated to me that it's a flooded market you miss the boat it's as you were said told as well um and I think that I don't think anyone missed the boat in any industry. I think you can do whatever you want to do. If you do it right and you bring enough value and creative flair to what your role is, I think that's what brings people in, right? I completely agree. I think it's room for everybody in any industry. You know, if you've got your own unique perspective because you're your own unique individual, you should just go for it. And I kind of can't believe that people sometimes tell other people not to you know I guess maybe that's a projection of their own issues or insecurities or it's maybe more beneficial for them if they keep you small or whatever but honestly I feel like if you've got a dream one you can't just go through it yeah, I 100% agree with that. So going into the work, the existing work that you're doing right now, obviously reels are a bit of a trend at the moment and you, as I said earlier, absolutely nailed them. How... <laughs> Any tips for people that have a business or a brand or even a personal brand and they're sort of still still having that fear of judgment, those limiting beliefs show up for them? Where can they start with the real in the reels department? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, definitely we need to be all incorporating them into our Instagram strategies just because of how the algorithm is pushing them and favoring them. And it's the first time really in a very long time on Instagram that you can experience organic growth. Um, if you make a reel, it has a really long lifespan, so they're more evergreen. Often I find the ones start popping off that I posted like two weeks ago, you know. Yeah. So I guess it would be, my advice would be just to start, you know, find an audio, scroll your reels feed, see what resonates with you, and just start making them because done is better than perfect and practice makes progress so they might be very good at the start you might not make one and it go viral but the more you make it kind of keeps putting that positive feedback into the algorithm as well and it starts to go oh she's a serious creator I'm going to keep pushing these reels and do you think I know that your Instagram like when you go over to your page it looks absolutely stunning and it's all matching and all the, the images look really clean and tidy and it's very attractive to the eye do you think that that's a priority in your strategy to creating a brand online to me personally it is I like to have you know a bit of consistency with the cover images and things but I don't think it's totally essential I think you can just um when you are at the point of posting, you can click on the thumbnail and scroll along to find a little thumbnail from the video and crop it like that. I think if that's going to be the thing that holds you back is trying to make sure it's a perfectly aesthetic feed, then I would just get rid of that whole step entirely and just post it. Yeah, so that's definitely something that I've struggled with in the past because I like in. I like my life tidy. I like everything neat and looking mm. aesthetically pleasing. And then if one thing was out of line or it was content that I'm being paid for and I have to put, and I know that I have to put it up, but it doesn't match because of what, for whatever reason, I, I feel all, automatically like unsuccessful and unfulfilled when I'm sharing it. So that's an mm. big like thing, I guess, and, and thought process or pattern that I should be looking at breaking because it's not really 
it's not important at the, the end of the day, right? Yeah, well, if it's holding you back from posting it. And often, like, I think the way that people are engaging with reels these days anyway, it's through that explore tab or through that reels interface. So unless they're navigating to your profile, they may not even see that cover image. Mm, that mightn't be hugely important. But that said, you know, I quite like to <laughs> go out and take photos and keep it all nice because that's just something that I enjoy doing. Yes, definitely. And can you share some tips, I suppose, that you you do for yourself when you're feeling totally uninspired? For me, I have felt quite overwhelmed on Instagram the last couple of weeks. And I think um, something that I've just touched on on an episode I put up last night actually is um, one of the seven different types of burnout and social media burnout is a common theme. And it's something that did, has come up for me recently because I think I've just overexposed myself to it for too many hours a day, for too long, trying to be creative trying to not be my own authentic self and sitting in someone else's lane or trying to replicate what other people are doing and then you get caught in comparisonitis and all those sorts of things. Do you have any tips to what keeps you inspired on Instagram? I'm a big champion of taking breaks, to be honest. Uh, And I quite often take a few days or even a week off here and there, a couple of times a year where I just need to step back from it Hmm. and focus on all of the things that I love to do outside of this little bubble, you know. Yes. Um, but I find I get inspired by just watching other people as well. I love the trends. I love jumping on TikTok and finding out what's trending there and bringing it over to Instagram with my own little unique spin and just seeing how I can challenge myself, I guess, to try and take something that's seemingly unrelated and then making it niche specific. Do you feel that we need to be posting every day to succeed on Instagram with organic growth? Um, I don't think so. This is an unpopular opinion because I know I know the advice that goes around. You know, everybody says you've got to post four to seven reels uh, a week. You've got to post a static post every other day and 10 stories a day, which just to me seems like such an overwhelming amount of work, especially if you're a business owner and you're trying to actually do other things in conjunction with that. Um, I mainly focus on reels at the moment, and I tend to post. I tend to post every day, if not every two days, but then I take a break on the weekends too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, see, I was doing something similar to that a little while ago. So posting stories every day, showing up three times a day and making sure that I was using every possible feature I could on Instagram. And it actually, for whatever the algorithm is, because we're all trying to work it out, I suppose, in this creator space, um, it put me down the bottom. I was not, my stories were not getting seen. I was not being featured on the Explore page. I was not having, you know, any organic growth from it. It was actually putting me further, further down. So now mm. I've completely separated myself from that thought process and I'm showing up when and when I feel like it and how I feel yeah. like it. Um, and I'm finding that I'm getting far more growth and connection with my audience um, going, going that way about things. So it's a really interesting thing I suppose that we can't seem to crack yeah. the algorithm it's funny that you should say that because I, I I tend to agree and I feel like in a way perhaps your audience gets like overly saturated too there is a little bit of power and an element of mystery you know if you're always there and you've always got 500 stories and there's a bunch of content people don't engage with it but when you show up and intentionally when you feel inspired and when you've got something to say then I find that's when you get the traction and quite often, like if I post a whole bunch of stories, I just let 
the next day my whole story is expire and wait until I show up again and I find that after having a break from posting stories that's when my uh, views will spike again mm, yeah it's crazy I literally have gone from like seven it was like 70 percent of people watching my stories to like 10 and I was like what mm. is going on here why can't people see me like well I don't know what I'm doing wrong but it was just showing up too often I think and that was the that was mm. under the advice of you know some coaching that I was doing a little while ago but I just don't think that that's sustainable now I think the yeah. algorithm has since changed so we need to look at how we can yeah show up when we are inspired I love that you said yeah. that because otherwise what what are we doing there we're there to inspire yeah. people not share the intricate details of our morning eating toast eating coffee <laughs> okay I'm going to the park now I'm doing this I'm doing that like we just don't need to show up as often I think yeah definitely and I think that you've touched on that point of sustainability and that's very important I think whatever you can sustain consistently should be what you should aim for mm-hmm. um and not necessarily listening to and I call it this is probably a bit, a bit rough but I call them toxic social media gurus because there's so many people out there that are giving you you know, such conflicting advice and such unattainable standards. And I think when social media is involved and you're expected to put so much into it and it's so influential on your mental health as well, um, sometimes you just got to cut out all of that noise and just do what works for you. Mm. And, I mean, growth isn't everything. It's about having, you know, your group of people. You don't have to have a million followers. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a quality over quantity for sure. Um, And I think just reminding ourselves sometimes too, Instagram is a free platform that we're all jumping on to use and to grow our personal brands or or our products or, you know, whatever from, and it can shut down tomorrow. So remembering that we have a life outside of that and followers aren't our real life people and just taking a moment to go, oh, hold on. What happens if my Instagram account got banned or hacked tomorrow and I lost these people what would I do where would I be so just reminding ourselves of that too I think is really important that's really helped me the last week or two when I've been feeling quite overwhelmed by the pressures to show up as often as Mm. I I had to yeah maintaining that perspective that's so important yeah now I want to talk to you about your change in branding because this is a really exciting new chapter for you and I'd love for you to share firstly why why did you decide to do this and how are you feeling about it yeah, it, it has been something I've been thinking about for a really long time. Um, so initially, for those who don't know, when I started my page, my handle was Colab Chats. And my intention was coming from a very closed industry, uh, working with brands and influencers. And I saw there was a whole community of people who were disempowered. And there was a lot of gatekeeping of information, you know, within this industry. And what I wanted to do was show up and kind of dispel some of the myths, empower some creators, give people some social media tips to grow their brands. And I wanted to um, market my media kits at a switch. I'm no longer focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So 12 months into that journey, reels were released. And that was a whole nother reason to pivot as well, because you have to adapt to the platform, learn a new Uh, way of showing up and then share what I was learning with my audience and as that has progressed it's so visual you know it's so much more visual than the way that we used to share which was just a static post and then a big long caption so I could have you know in the early days speak more directly to 
you know, what the intention was for showing up back then. Whereas now with Reels, we have so many different types of content that we can make. And I love doing the fashion Reels. And I love doing the beauty. And I like talking about being a mum. So I guess it's just a natural evolution um, of, of the brand. And I just wanted to give myself, I guess, the grace to show up more authentically as me. And I was finding I was being, I was limiting myself under the collab chat kind of umbrella. So after a lot of uh, scary, deep existential questions, I decided just to hell with it (laughs) and um, just to show up, yeah, as me. That's really exciting. So what's next for you with your, with that rebranding, I suppose, like, are you looking at producing a product or are you looking at, you know, being changing, obviously you're changing the way that you do things creatively and doing more the fashion and the beauty and the motherhood stuff. What's, what's your plans for the future for, for Brittany? At the moment, I'm going to just be still focusing on my core content pillars, which is showing up and, and serving with tips and tutorial and industry tea on teaching reels and that sort of thing um I will be releasing more masterclasses and I want to lead a challenge at some point um but at the moment nothing is really going to change it's just going to allow me more space to to share those other types of content and then not like question you know if I'm doing a reel and I'm doing my makeup in it because I love watching those ones I tend to make the ones that I love to watch as well um (laughs) Then not to be like, oh, no, does this not fit within my brand umbrella, blah, blah, blah. So it's just giving me a little bit more freedom to be more myself, I think. Yeah, that's really exciting. I can't wait to watch you grow and as as a person too, because I think when we rebrand with our business or change a little bit in on the business front, something as simple as getting a new office or getting a new laptop, we seem to yeah, yeah have a little bit of growth internally because you know you're breaking apart from the old you. So it's a, it's an exciting new chapter for you. Yeah, and it's my birthday in two weeks, so it's like Leo season, and I'm turning 30, and I'm cracking into a whole new decade, and it just, it all just felt right, you know, and I think I'm a big, um, a big believer in listening to your intuition, and I've been thinking about it, and thinking about it, I just woke up, and I thought, you know what, I think it was the day that Reels turned one, and I thought, I've been thinking about this for probably six months, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, and today's the day. Love it. I love it. Now, I know that you are also a mama and being at home at the majority of the time with your business, there's a lot of beauty in that, I know. And it is, you know, it does come with flexibility and things. But how do you go with that mum and work life balance? And do you have any tips that you can give anyone that's listening, trying to create that, that balance? Mm. Oh, you know, it, it's a juggle and it can be a struggle. <laughs> it can be very frustrating at times. Um, there is a lot of joy and I love I'm so grateful to be able to be there for my kids and to go to their you know activities at school or special assemblies things like that that flexibility has always been you know the number one kind of reason I guess why I wanted to be self-employed in the first place was because I wanted to be there for my kids for those special things um tips <laughs> I don't really have very many good tips I'm sorry I'm just struggling like everybody else taking it one day at a time trying to make sure I put my phone down when I'm around them so it's not just mums on her phone 24 7 mm. I try and take a break on the weekends um, I try and batch a lot of content so when I have a minute if somebody can watch them or my husband's got the afternoon off or something then I'll try and get a whole lot of work done in one go mm. um, and then sprinkle it out so yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good um, tip there that you said, putting your phone down. I know my two and a half year old 
because I am on my phone a lot of the time and I am technically a stay-at-home mum that's doing this podcast gig on the side, a lot of the hours that I do spend trying to be creative, unfortunately, he is around for that and he's now started taking the phone and saying, no, mummy, no phone. Yeah. He'll try and play games on it and I'll say, no, Jesse, no phone. So he's taking it and he knows. (laughs) Like you've got to put it down when I say and come and play money. And so I'm like trying to be super mindful. It's sometimes really, really hard because there's only 24 hours in a day and it just yeah. feels like there's not enough hours sometimes. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't often get reels right the first time around. So I'm like doing yeah. 30 to 40 times and the poor little dude just wants to hang out with mum. But yeah, I totally think that that is a really, really good one just to be really present and mindful of your presence with your babies. Yeah, I, I actually um, really resonate with that too. So I've got three children, two of my boys are school aged, so that makes it easier during those school hours to have them out of my hair. But I have a, an almost three-year-old and she's with me full-time as well until yeah. she starts um, kindy in October. So yeah. having that juggle too, and I, you know, they want your attention and they want you to play with them and that's what they need for their brains to grow. So I always sort of struggle with that guilt of being like, oh, but I have to get this done because this is technically my job. Um, but then I also want to give you the love and attention that you need for oh, your development. So it's a real sort of juggle. Yeah, and I, I like, I get it. I've got a one-year-old as well, actually, and um, she's not well. She's not well enough for daycare today and I simply can't send her so that means I've cancelled the rest of my day. Like we were doing this interview early morning, so mum's helping out at the moment. But, um, yeah, for the rest of the day, the day's cancelled. There's nothing that you can do sometimes, and that's hard yeah. when work is at home and you don't have the option to, you know, be like, oh, just duck into the office. You can stay at home with your babysat. There's just no way around it. So Yeah. yeah. I think as mums we put so much pressure on ourselves to um, excel in every single area, and especially being a stay-at-home mum because, you know, you've got – all of the things that, that encompasses, you've got your housework, you've got your meals that you have to plan and shop for and prep, plus all of the activities for the kids, plus your work. And I think we tend to put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Perhaps uh, another idea is to lower the expectation of what we can achieve. You know, it's like we always overestimate what we can achieve in a day and underestimate what we can achieve in a lifetime. So just kind of giving yourself that, like, that grace to go, look, I'm not going to get it all done today. This day is going to be out the window, but I will get it done another day. Yeah, I love that. That's something that's really a, a healthy mindset um, hack, I suppose, which I was actually going to ask you about because how do you go with I su- like mindset hacks when you're feeling a shift, you know, every morning you're feeling flat or there's that self-sabotage showing up, that inner critic, you're going, oh, that reel didn't do that well. Maybe it wasn't. Mm. And then after that, I know that thought process that comes in and you're like, maybe I should, am I in the right lane? Am I doing what I should be doing? Do you have any other tips in terms of mindset hacks that allow you to just shift back and go, whoa, okay, no, I'm in the right lane. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, we all have those days when we just feel flat um, and you may be uninspired or questioning what you're doing and why. Um, I tend to, to internalise my feelings a lot, which is something that I'm working on, making sure that I'm sharing that. So I'll have a glass of wine with a girlfriend and just have a chat or I'll do some yoga. I'm a big fan of meditation. Um, but the other way that I cope with those is humour, like, I think it's a trauma response from when I was growing up, but I just crack jokes all the time, even in the worst situations. So I find I tend to make like satirical reels that talk about how I'm feeling. So if I'm having 
you know, a day where I'm really self-sabotaging, like I will do a funny reel and share it and be vulnerable and authentic with my audience. And then I find I get a lot of support from people who are also feeling the same. And that kind of helps bring it back into perspective. Like, yes, this is how I'm feeling, but it's a normal human experience. It's a temporary feeling and I will feel better again. Mm. And just kind of doing, I mean, I'm also a sort of person like feels good when I'm being productive. So if I feel flat, I make sure that I write a big list of things to do and tick them off and I think, oh, I've achieved something. Yes, I love that. I'm exactly the same in that sense. If it's all written down and I can tick it off a list, then that just allows me to shift directly into a new headspace as Mm. something as simple as like making my bed every day is a non-negotiable. I don't care if it's five o'clock at night, I will make that bed before I'm getting into it. And I feel like I've achieved something that day. So small, you know, not not putting massive expectations when we're feeling in, in, in a shitty headspace and we're not feeling on top of the world yeah. to show up creatively that can really support us to shift into that natural energy again I think and just create a bit of a flow yeah and sometimes you just have to honor the feeling like mm. you might think I just can't show up today and I and I have those days I got I can't or like there's stuff going on in my personal life things that I don't bring onto Instagram and I'm like, there's no way I can show up today and be who these people need me to be because I don't feel like that version of myself. So then just giving yourself that day or a couple of days to have a break. And this loop, loops back to our earlier conversation about having those breaks because sometimes you just you just have to take them. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think that's, you know, one really clear takeaway for anyone listening to this conversation is to just lower those expectations and take the break in the space and where you need it and then you don't have to apologize for that there's nothing wrong with that yeah totally it's like you need to speak to yourself the way that you speak to your best friend and what would you tell her like I would be like girl you're a bit out you need to have a break (laughs) yeah so harsh on yourself (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) couldn't agree more well Britt thank you so so much for coming on today I love your energy online I'll put all of your details in the show notes so everyone can find you but I'm really excited to put this episode up I know a lot of people in this space could use a bit of support on on Instagram and yeah could definitely use your energy Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. It's been great to chat. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.